Today we're going to do another Rags the Riches Secrets. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take and break down for you secrets that I've discovered and learned. And the one we're going to go through today is anti-fragility. Craziest thing about this is, is this is probably one of the number one secrets that you've got to understand about being able to make your business scale and grow. And it's one that I've discovered and I've learned through kind of painful experience but I discovered it and the, the reality is, is nobody's talking about it and that's the problem. And so there's, there's a lot of, I'll go through this and I'll show you kind of what I mean. And so this past year, one of the things that I discovered on my, on my journey or learning about anti-fragility, there's an there's a author out there, he wrote a book called Anti-Fragility. Um, his name is Nicholas, uh, let's see, Nisam Nicholas Nicholas Caleb. So that's a, that's quite a mouthful. And he, he went in and he started talking about this anti-fragility and kind of what it meant is, I guess the first time I experienced this is when I was younger, I had a friend who he was like probably one of the very first millionaires that I actually befriended and started to get to know. And his name was Stan Pope. And Stan, when I was talking to him and I was asking him, how did you create your business? How did you take and do this? And he said, well, I used to have this business and this in my business would service this customer. And but what I discovered is as part of my business, for me to be able to execute that, I had over here on this other side, I actually had this other business that was supported what I did. But what he discovered is is like this business, the second business that actually his business's success was dependent upon. They would take and they couldn't fulfill. They would actually frequently fail. And as a result, it would take and it would, it would hurt his revenue out of his own company. And so then what he did is to protect himself, he actually went and created that business. That he replicated his, the, this business that his, uh, I guess, I won't say competitor, but anyway, replicated the business and became their competitor just so that he could control the outcome and make sure that his business was successful. And so as he went through that journey, he actually became more anti-fragile in the sense that he didn't, his business was no longer dependent on somebody else's business for success. And this past year, I've run into that exact same thing. I've done it over the last couple of years. What I've done is I've gone out and I've generated enough sales that when I took it, I gave them to my fulfillment partners they didn't know what to do with it. They choked out. So the first time, one of the first times I actually ran into this was when I was in the flooring business. And I started generating sales, generating sales, generating sales, doubled the size of the, comp of the company. Then uh, the company was not able to fulfill these projects. And so in the end, the whole business actually ended up collapsing out from under me. And because I couldn't figure out how to get it fulfilled. And it's happened to me again a, a couple more times in the solar space. And this past year, one of the ones that was kind of not exciting is I generated, I generated about $2 million worth of sales. In fact, I actually had to stop selling because the ability to fulfill was not actually there. So in the end, I had to, I had to dumb down my sales. And then there was about $475,000 of sales I had made that actually went unfulfilled. And so as I'm looking at this and I'm pursuing the anti-fragility, what it is, is it's helping me discover like, look, this is a piece of your business that's actually weak. This is something that you need to actually come in and change. But if you make this change, 
it will make it so that you're less fragile. Therefore, you can take and scale and grow your business and so that you can become more profitable. And that's what I discovered. It was, it was kind of a painful experience when I first started uh, uncovering this. Now, I think I've mentioned in the past that I used to work in a place called Raytheon Missile Systems. And when I was in this corporate America job, it literally, it hamstrung how much money you can make. You could, like, it wasn't like 40 hours a week is kind of standard. They expected 48 as standard protocol um, from you working because they put you on salary and then they expected 48. It wasn't 40. And uh, so you'd put in 48 hours and at the end of the year, after you crushed it, you killed it, or you did whatever, you donated this massive amount of time, you would get like maybe a 6% or an 8% or you know, typically like a 3% rate increase. Basically, the only way they could hand you a pay increase is by taking and siphoning it off from your, from your coworkers so that they could then reallocate that money to you to give you a larger pay. And so your success came at the expense of your coworkers. And it wasn't based, it was based on performance, but you wouldn't go in there and say, oh, your salary is going to double. You're, you're now doubling, right? And it wasn't until I actually had to leave, or until we left Tucson, Arizona, we moved up here to Utah, that I actually had my first taste of figuring out how to become anti-fragile. And so when I made this transition, that's when I started getting into a entrepreneurship type uh, experience. But what I discovered when doing that is that I was able to double and triple my income by not being tied to that pay scale and that structure. Like it, you got rewarded for performance. And as you got rewarded for, for performance, you then was able to make more money and scale up. And that's, that's the big thing that I discovered this past year is how do you become anti-fragile? And it's crazy. Nobody, nobody talks about it. But if you stop and just take a second and look at your own particular experience, you, you've probably gone in and you've had these setbacks. And then it was like, ah, oh, it's frustrating, right? And you ran into this wall. Or you ran into this thing where it's like, dang, you know, it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. But if you stop, you stop and you pause and you say, okay, so this, there was an outcome that I actually didn't appreciate. Therefore, I'm going to make a new choice. And you played that game of new choice. This thing happened. I didn't like the outcome. New choice. And as you take, <laughs> excuse me, as you take and you start making those new choices, you can then step into an environment of becoming less and less fragile or anti-fragile. And when I, when I read this book, um, it put things into perspective because instead of saying, <laughs> oh, excuse me, instead of saying things like, why did this happen to me? Or why, like this past year, I'll give you a kind of kind of the flavor. This past year, I made a ton of sales. Four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars went unfulfilled. So four seventy-five went unfulfilled. I could say, "Holy crap, why me?" Right? Or you could say, "Wait a minute. So how do I make my business less fragile so that I don't experience this again?" But by not experiencing this again, I can build a better mousetrap, a better business that can then scale up and handle volume that these that these fulfillment partners I've been using have not been able to successfully do. And so instead of saying, why me? It says, wow, what can I do with this opportunity to change it and to create it? And so that's what I've done. I, I'm going into the direction of becoming anti-fragile instead of just generating cells and making it so 
uh, like more more revenue comes in, I'm going to make it so that I can control more and more and more of the process. I've seen this uh, actually over and over again as I have uh, like people that do e-commerce and stuff um, or, or in e-commerce type businesses. They would do like say do a drop ship or some sort of fulfillment type business and they would discover that the fulfillment partner would drop the ball. Therefore, it would make a mess out of their business because they couldn't fulfill it. And then in the end, they could lose their account or get banned or suspended. And so then in the quest to become anti-fragile, they then get their own warehouse. And inside their own warehouse, they then start putting their own products in it so that they could take and fulfill it. Like when you look at Amazon FBA, um, like you have to ask the question is, is why does Amazon create this Amazon fulfillment and this FBA, Right. It's because they can control the outcome and ensure the product gets delivered to the customer. Like one of them I noticed that Jeff Bezos did to make himself less fragile is, have you noticed that Amazon started doing Amazon Prime or their Amazon shipping? They went and got their own guys dedicated to solving their own problem. Because I think what it was is like, it's say, hey, FedEx, I want you to make this delivery. Hey, UPS, I want you to make this delivery. But maybe they wouldn't be as consistent as what Jeff Bezos wanted. And so in the end, he said, you know what? The only way to solve my problem really is to actually solve my problem really by becoming my, my own delivery and fulfillment partner. And so you, you see it again. He became less and less fragile. He started controlling the outcome. He started controlling products inside the warehouse. Then he started controlling the actual fulfillment of it. And you'll see there'll be other things that he'll do, <laughs> excuse me, to make himself less fragile. So like one of the ones I'm doing this year, so things that I've done that are shifting. So I've noticed, and I've noticed as I've been out working with customers and stuff, that people want to be less fragile. So I've started setting up Amazon stores. So you said, hey, I want to, I want to be able to generate passive income. I've got, I've got money over here, but what I'm really looking to do is figure out how to start creating this passive income. Um, but I don't know all the details of it. And so I've created an I've created it so that you could create Amazon stores. What do I mean? This is this is like you buy yourself an Amazon store. What do we do for you in return? You get your Amazon store. We will take and we will take and put all of these products inside, hundreds of products and SKUs. We will then, <coughs> excuse me, we will then do the sales so that you actually don't have to do it. And in the end, you get a monthly, or actually it's bi-weekly check from the sales that you generated, where you didn't actually have to buy the product, source the product, you didn't have to do any of that. You just got yourself an Amazon store set up, and as a result, once you got the store set up, you get the cash flow and it becomes an automated business. And so I put that in place so I could start generating passive income for me, and I know that there's other people out there that want that same opportunity to generate the passive income, so I put it in place where you could actually get your own Amazon store. So I did that. The other thing that I did, and I'm shifting, that I shifted in my business, you'll see this poster back here is called the Solar Lords. Um, what I've done is on the Solar Lords, because I keep running into this, like this brick, every time I sell, I, I outsell the fulfillment partner. And so what I've done is I'm going in and I've created a solar company that franchises. It goes in and it franchise. So if you go like you're in the solar space or you want to, 
<coughs> excuse me, you want to be in the solar space and you're like, hey, I want to do this. I don't know how to get started. I don't have I don't know how to sell it. I don't have access to financing. Okay, and once I have that, then I don't know, like I don't know what the next steps are. <coughs> I don't have my own account. I don't have like I don't have uh, an install team. I don't like if you think of it, like all the different steps that you're going to go through to be able to set up and to create your company so that you could actually start selling. Like there's a lot of hoops. I have a friend right now is trying to buy a solar company and basically it just has this stuff in place. He's going to pay probably north of 500,000 bucks to do it. And I'm like, you know what? We could, I could go in with my partners we could set this thing up and make it so that a guy could actually day one get himself a franchise and literally <laughs> start selling under his franchise making money day one so why is that why is that a big deal because here's what happens in the solar space these uh these solar guys they'll start working with you on a team but then what they'll do is is because <clears throat> they want to cut you out they will then go directly to the, <coughs> the installation partner and therefore they cut you out and it's frustrating it's frustrating as you work in the solar space as you're recruiting as you're <coughs> building people up you're building out assets to see that happen and the big thing is like how do i close that gap how how can i prevent that and the real answer is is become the solar company become that <coughs> they call it an epc uh, it's like engineering procurement something like that but that's what we're doing is uh, I created so you could, <coughs> excuse me, I got it. Like I, I, not, I don't even get COVID or anything, but man, about two weeks I've had, and I don't know, been sick for about two weeks. <coughs> anyway, so I made it so that you could literally get a franchise with and become the EPC partner with your own installers, with everything in place from day one where you could <laughs> literally go out there right then and there and start selling it. So those are those are things that I put in place to become anti-fragile, or to protect myself and people that I associate with as we go into the future. Anyway, so here's the here's one of the things that I'd uh, you know I'm gonna share <clears throat> next time I can I uh, do my podcast. I'm gonna take and share with you guys this ultimate sales machine. This is by Chet Holmes. What He's got some secrets in here that he took and he dropped on you that were pretty profound. When I read this book, I was like, bam, there's, there's some answers. There's some answers. There's things that I can take right here, right now, and implement into my business that would then make my business stronger. So I'll take it. I'll share that with you. And the next one I'll share with you is right here. It's called a $100 million offer. Trying to figure out how to create offers so good that somebody would feel stupid not taking you up on your offer. And that is what we're working on. Those are those rags of rich secrets I'm bringing to you, sharing with you. Anyway, I will talk to you later.